A reading from St. Luke, chapter 1. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and in various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. As we all prepare for Christmas, it's a time really for visiting. For visitations with family and friends and especially our church family. Christmas is about family coming home, wherever that may be. When I was a kid, after church, we would always drive up to Beaver Dam for Christmas, right next to Horicon Marsh. That's where my grandparents were, and that's where my aunt and uncles and cousins all gathered on Christmas Day. I'm sure that many of you right now are still planning your Christmas visits, where you'll be and what you'll do. Our gospel text reading for tonight is actually known as The visitation. That's what it's called. It's the day that Mary, a newly with child, goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth, who's also pregnant. And what a visit this is. It's really one of the great scenes in all of the Bible. Two pregnant moms coming together, rejoicing in their blessings, and glowing with joy. Elizabeth is bearing within her womb the culmination of all the prophets in John the Baptist. And in Mary's virginal womb is Jesus, the holy and innocent Son of God, our Lord and our blessed Savior. So just picture it. Two moms and two bulging bellies coming together, four arms embracing one another, and there is singing and greeting and rejoicing And even John the Baptist gets in on the action, and he leaps in his mother's womb at the presence of Jesus. The visitation is a joyful one. Visitation is all over the place in the scriptures. I want you to just think about the guest list that Joseph and Mary had. Visitors from every place. Shepherds peering into the stable doors to visit the infant Jesus the Magi from the east following a star to where he was. Jesus, at the age of 12, makes an unexpected visit in the temple in Jerusalem when he and his parents were in Jerusalem visiting for the Passover. Jesus, during his earthly ministry, visits tax collectors and sinners in their homes, 
Pharisees in their homes. He gets into the home of St. Peter and Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And these visitations are received in faith. The inhabitants of those homes are saved. And we too should welcome Christ always in our homes. And yet how sad are those times when those visits of Jesus are not received, because they are many too. When Jesus prophesies of the fall of Jerusalem, he weeps over that city, foretells their destruction, because they did not know the time of their visitation. That's what Jesus says. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often would I have gathered you together as a hand gathers her her brood, but you would not. You did not know the time of your visitation. Therefore, there's really only two types of visitation in the Bible. Either he visits in judgment or in grace. In Exodus chapter 32, the Lord said to Moses, whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. In the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. This is the Lord's visitation of his judgment upon the unrepentant, those who do not seek the tender mercies of God, but stubbornly turn from the love of God to false gods and false hopes. So instead, we seek his visitation by grace. That's why our Lord sends out the 72. It's why he sends out his 12 apostles, his sent ones, to go visit people, to go and be a guest and proclaim the reign of God among them. They are to visit in the homes and synagogues and city squares with the good news that God was born and has borne our sins in his body, that by his grace we are saved and not by our own doing, but as a gift of God. It's interesting to note that before the 72 are sent out and before the 12 are sent out, Mary, she goes out first. She is a sort of evangelist for the gospel. She runs off with haste to Zechariah's house, bearing Christ within her, bringing Christ to those around her. Exuberant and filled with confidence in the Lord's promises, she prays and sings hymns and speaks of the Lord's kindness with Elizabeth and with all those around her. St. Mary, who you see tonight, is a beautiful model and image of the church. She is an example for all of us Christians to emulate and follow. Mary literally bears within her Christ. She bears Christ. And yet by faith, so do you also carry Christ within you, wherever you go. St. Paul, he writes after all, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ lives within me and you. You see, God's gift of his forgiveness makes every day a Christmas, a visitation of his grace and his gifts. And the Lord wants to visit with you. When we know our sin... We are visited by his just judgment, and then by his forgiveness, we are visited by his grace and kindness. Dear Christians, like Mary, you are highly favored. 
God has exalted you and lifted you up in his Son. You are loved by God, baptized by God, and forgiven by him. But then also, like Mary, you are sent by God to be a blessing to others, to carry Christ with you wherever you go, to refresh and restore those around you as you witness to the love of Jesus in your life. Besides the Virgin Mary, there's one other young virgin that we should remember today. Her commemoration falls on today, December 13th, which is the exact time in the Northern Hemisphere when the nights are the longest and darkness envelops all in the Scandinavian countries. Her name is Lucy, or St. Lucia Day. That's what we call it today. So how fitting that her name literally means light, for she was named after the light that Christ came to bring to those in darkness, and that's us. Like Mary, Lucia, she too carried the light of Christ within her when it was even a crime punishable by death to do so. Lucia was forced to marry a pagan man, which she refused to do. And she gave her entire dowry, all of her money, all that she had, to the poor. Well, that pagan man who was counting on that dowry as his own treasure, he was furious about that. And he denounced Lucia to the governor of Syracuse and exposed her as a Christian. And she was executed according to imperial policy at the time. Tradition holds that she was killed with a sword and that her eyes were gouged out. But in her dying, she lived. Through Christ, she was virgin, pure, and undefiled. And she was translated from this poor life to the kingdom of light and lives now with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Scandinavia, there's a long custom of young women dressing in white robes with a red sash symbolizing the blood of the martyrs, a crown of lighted candles placed upon their heads in honor of Lucia. And then they would carry some baked treats to their neighbors and friends. So tonight we celebrate two special women who point us to the light and love of Christ. First, there is Mary, who teaches us about the meaning of Advent and Christmas to receive Christ in our hearts by faith, and then in turn to share him with others, with family, with friends, and neighbors, and with all for whom we visit. Second, we have the example of God's servant, St. Lucia, who by faith triumphed over suffering and remained faithful even unto death. May God strengthen us all so that we may receive with her new eyes without tears, and a crown of light and life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.